and welcome to episode 4 of In The Doll's House. This week we're discussing the return to work following the period of paternity leave. We remember what it was like going back to work for the first time since our daughters arrived. We talk about how we were able to balance the new life-changing routine to our regular working life and how we managed to stay relatively sane. So grab a brew, sit back and relax unless you're driving to work and come and have a little play with us in the doll's house. So Chris, last week when we had our little update, uh, you were saying that you'd been to uh, Smith's Toys and you'd uh, got your lovely exchange rate with your dummies. Mm-hmm. Um, how's that been going? Has uh, your little lady been playing with all those toys? <laughs> um, not really. Well, well, we've all had to go the remote control. <laughs> the remote control car is cool because it's got like loads of wheels everywhere, so it just flies all over the place. Um, and I can't remember what else we got, to be honest with you. But yeah, the, the, the remote control's had a bit of a play around, but I don't think... Uh, the little cat toy that I think that's in a cupboard somewhere will be there for the rest of the time. It's like, you know, Chinese five spice in your cupboard, in your kitchen, it just stays there. Um, I think it's going to be the same for this little toy. It'll just disappear and then one day we'll throw it away. Um, but the, the, on the dummy front, nice. like she's been amazing, actually. We've been like really lucky with it. We, we thought the transition might take a couple of nights. Um, but literally from, from that Saturday night, she's been sleeping um, like straight through. Um, she's not been asking for it or anything like that. So when we went up to see my family at the weekend, they were asking about the D word. We we're like, don't mention the D word, just in case. But now she's all right. She's gone really, really well. To, to be fair, bless it. Um, so yeah, that's gone well. Um, I mean, that's really positive. Yeah, hundred percent. Like she a really positive week. Yeah. So she had uh, her second dentist appointment uh, that was on the Monday just gone um, so the first time around she wouldn't open her mouth which I think is quite important for a dentist appointment um, but she was a bit she was a bit more like she opened her mouth but wouldn't lift her head up so it was still a bit awkward but um, she's got like a clean bill of health from the dentist which is really really good um, She he, he mentioned that she's still got like the overbite and underbite uh, but that's going to fix itself now she's off a dummy so that was the main reason why we did it um, so yeah, we had a dentist trip on Monday and then this week's just been on, on half term so we've been out on the van had a little bit of a woodland walk looking for the gruffalo uh, which we've put on our Instagram stories this week so so yeah it's been been really really busy um, how about your household so um, what updates have you got this week anything new that you've got to, to report on your daughter so we've got I've got a few things actually so um we're trying a new feeding routine where we're going from we had we, well, she was having four bottles a day um as well as some food as well and now we're going down to three bottles a day that have got slightly more in them right um and trying to give her more solids so we're on that transition where we're going through from trying to give her more solid food and uh, a bit less milk um which is going well so far she's trying a lot of things um and i mean she has been trying things for a while but we're we're exposing her to a, a lot more now yeah so it's it's been interesting to see which bit she likes and which bit she doesn't like um but something she's got into this week which is uh which is fun is she'll she'll decide that she's had enough of something or she doesn't like it and then she'll pick it up off a little tray on a high chair she'll wait till you're looking at her and she'll hold it out and drop it on the floor. <laughs> yeah, which is yeah, which is really good. <laughs> well, we we when we went through the transition onto onto the solids, we stupidly did it in the kitchen in front of a, a white wall, 
Um, and there's still the marks there where oh, she's nice. like, I have finished, whack, <laughs> straight up the wall. You know, like on, on the Thor film where like he's like, uh, bring me another one <laughs> and smashes it on the floor. It's a bit like that. Uh, yeah. So yeah, I definitely feel your pain. So when, when uh, you're, you're feeding your daughter, did you um, track the feeds? Did you use any apps or anything like that to track the feeding? Uh, no, not really, because we've been trying to give her a bit of what we've been having most of the time. Right. Um, so we've not really tracked it as such. Um, we've tried to expose her to a lot of different things, right. um, especially like the allergen foods and things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, cause my partner's got a few like allergies with food. Right. So there's certain things that we need to try her on to make sure she's okay with it. Yeah. Um, and obviously we want to do that when we're both here. So, yeah. um, if there is anything that goes a little bit array, awry, sorry, then, uh, we can, we can nipper to the doctor or the hospital we, but no she's been absolutely fine with all the allergen foods that's been really useful so is that something that the doctor um, might have recommended to you because um of the, the lactose as well and your wife's medical history do, did you think that it might be something that might have f- flow through to your daughter in that the that there could be issues with the solid foods or is that just your decision just to kind of slowly get her into into well, feeding um the solids I, I think part of it is us just thinking well actually my partner's got a a food intolerance so we need to check her out on different things and make sure she's not intolerant but we know that she's obviously got this lactose intolerance mm-hmm. so that can sometimes come alongside other intolerances as well right um i mean we've tried her on most things that you would be able to have an intolerance to and we, we've been good so far so that, that's been useful um i suppose but yeah we did we've not used a, an app for tracking like like you mentioned yeah, i mean did you yeah use we one used one were, i think it was called huckleberry yeah. Um, so we'd always track, um, every, even from like when we were back in the formula days, we'd, um, we track that. And I think, I think, do we do the sleep pattern on that as well? I'm, I'm sure we did sleep as well on that one. Um, but yeah, we were quite religious with how we were tracking it. Um, and, and as you said, like in, increasing the, uh, the, the amount that you were feeding. Um, so yeah, that Huckleberry really, I, I think it was maybe a paid for one. I'm, I'm sure we might have paid for it. Uh, but it was definitely like a really useful service. So again, another app that we recommend is that Huckleberry, I think it was called. Really good for tracking feeds, sleeps and things like that. So you could keep on top of it. You you know how much you fed last time and, and things like that because you don't want to overfeed, I suppose. But um, but yeah, that, that was a really useful useful app. Um, so with, I'll, have a look, I'll have a look at that this week because it might might be useful for me having never used it. Yeah. I could give it a bit of a trial potentially. Yeah, I don't know how useful it is yeah. with um, when you move on to the solids. It might still be exactly the same, but um, yeah, really, really useful um so just going back on your your um obviously with your daughter's food intolerance now if there's like a um, allergic reaction do I'm, I'm sure they'd like to like to skin and things like that don't they have like patches and like they, they, they might apply a cream to a certain area for like sun creams and stuff to see if anything's anything's come up i suppose for feeding it must be you don't really know until obviously they've sampled it and actually fed it which could be quite quite dangerous is that is that right or have i, have I kind of made that up well yeah no you, i mean suppose with foods it I mean, I'm not a doctor or anything, but um, <laughs> with with foods, it is a, literally a case of letting them try a very small amount, see how they get on with it, and then increasing the amount that you give to them. Yeah. But you you wouldn't like say say it was you were doing a nut allergy and you were trying them on some like smooth peanut butter. Mm. You wouldn't like give them an entire dessert spoon of peanut butter to start off with. You just put a little bit on their lips, right? Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. Because yeah, if they're going to have a reaction, then you only want it to be a, a small, small reaction. Small one, yeah. Um, yeah, um, but you've got to do it to to make sure that they're going to be okay with things. Yeah. Um, 
because obviously you want you, you need to know. It's it's one of those things where you've, you've got to find out early on. Yeah. And then you can either avoid those things or like with a lactose intolerance, you can follow the milk ladder when they get to the right age to start reintroducing lactose into the diet. So is that something that can be um, not, not necessarily cured? But So what was that? What was it called? Sorry, the milk ladder? So there's, there's yeah, so there's something called a milk ladder, um, which is about slowly reintroducing um, lactose back into the diet. Right. Um, obviously, if it's an allergy, then that's a bit different. But if it's an intolerance, then it does mean that you can potentially have a certain amount of lactose and still be okay. Okay. Um, but part of the milk ladder is, is kind of discovering whether they are going to be okay with it or not. Right. Um, which is why it's quite a slow, gradual process. Yeah. Yeah, because a, a lot of children, when they get to one, I think it is, can start having uh, cow's milk, can't they? Right, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, um, well, with the milk ladder, it wouldn't recommend going straight for something like cow's milk, and it, it'd tell you to sort of go for other milks to start off with. Right. And then do the lactose element of it in a more slow, controlled manner. Right, Okay. Yeah, it's like a, it's supposed like uh, an but you can, you can find it online. Yeah, you can find it online if you want to find out more about the milk ladder. You can I've just uh, put it in a, a search engine. Yeah, I, I, um, I didn't realize then, that was yeah, a thing. I always thought that if if you've got that lactose intolerance, that's it then really for the rest of your life, which must must be really difficult. Yeah, I think I think it's just um, yeah, you do. There's milk in just about everything. Um, I think an intolerance is slightly different to an allergy, so. Um, an intolerance means that you won't have as severe a reaction um, and it won't be necessarily a life-threatening reaction, whereas an allergy, yeah. it can potentially be more life-threatening. Yeah, well... Yeah. So... Um, Got to be careful. Yeah, yeah. it's... it's, it's, it's yeah. That, that first... Thing, as I say, because we, we were talking about it last time, weren't we, on the pod, where we, we were back home now and you kind of... Not necessarily left on your own devices. We were, we were talking about that support. It was still there. But it's still... It's frightening because it's something is... You know, obviously, as being adults and things like that, even if you've got pets, it's just feeding them and, and you kind of just, you know, whatever they like, really. But but at that, at that age, it's, you know, whether it's could potentially be quite dangerous... Um, yeah, yeah, because they're new to all of the foods that you're giving to them. So everything that you're trying is is something that's new and something that's different. Yeah, um, and you can have allergies and intolerances to all sorts of different foods. It's crazy. Um, it's not just the sorts of things that you'd see in bold on the back of a packet. Mm. Um, it's yeah. I mean, you can even have like allergies and intolerances to like the seeds in strawberries and things like that. Yeah. So. Um, yeah, there's there's loads of foods that that you can have a reaction to. Well, our, our um, daughter, she didn't have any intolerances really. The only thing that she would have a reaction to was when she'd have like fresh tomatoes, and her lips would go. Does sound a bit odd. It could just be the tomatoes, but her lips would go a little bit red. Um, fairly certain it wasn't yeah. tomatoes. But then if she has tomato ketchup, um, that that's you know that that's absolutely fine. So I, I think that's something she may have grown out of, and it was absolutely fine if she was if, if they were cooked. But um, it's the like the the fresh ones that so yes, and used to send her lips a little bit red. Uh, but we're like as I say, yeah. really do count our blessings that she you know the you know the the food wise other than just being maybe a bit fussy every now and again there isn't anything that could be like potentially dangerous that she's like allergic to or anything like that so it's 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 it has made our life you know a hell of a lot easier and hopefully that'll be the same come may when uh baby number two arrives but then 
listening <laughs> uh, listening yeah. to your advice and things like that that's that would help me um which is i suppose what's, that's what we're here for really just trying to offer our little bit of advice where we can yeah, I mean, chatting it through is always helpful, isn't it? Because mm. uh, I suppose everybody's experience is, is very different. Yeah. Um, and it, it, yeah, it's comparing those experiences and, and learning from them, even though yours might be completely different. And it might, like, what's what we're saying some of the time might be completely irrelevant to you. But at the same time, it's worth knowing about quite a lot of this stuff because if it is similar, then it makes things a bit easier, doesn't it? So in the last pod, then we were um, fully immersed within the the the, the, the far, fathering journey, and you know, on, on, well on the road now to, to to being a parent, and we were now at a position where we are looking at the the end of our paternity. So do you want to sort of talk us through that? So I, I, is it the two weeks that you got from from your job, um, and what was that like? Sort of the transition from obviously being home all the time to obviously having to go 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 to work so how how did that kind of dynamic change as you you know with the regular routine that you would have had uh yeah that was i think that was quite hard i mean i don't know I, i'm sure you you had it different didn't you because yeah. it was lockdown exactly, yeah. so um your transition was definitely different to mine but um i think that was probably one of the hardest parts of it not the transition but the it, and it wasn't necessarily the going back to work that was the hard bit of it and having the two things going on at the same time. It was more the leaving your amazing daughter at home yeah. um, and having to go to work every day and spend ages away yeah. to then come back. Um, like the coming back bit was amazing because then you got to do that bit where you came in, you got to see them again. Yeah. Um, but also the leaving, leaving your partner, because both of our partners obviously went through a C-section, mm-hmm. Um, leaving them knowing full well that after two weeks you've not fully recovered. No, no way. Um, and and you're, you're just worried about them a little bit because you're thinking, well, if they've got to do anything where they've got to lift or move things during the day, yeah. then that that's obviously something that they shouldn't be doing. So, What was yeah, your commute it, it, to work? it's a little bit scary. So what was your commute to work like? So my... It's only twenty minutes right. for me, so it's not it's not too bad. Um, and I suppose if I if I was needed to come home for anything, mm-hmm. twenty minutes isn't isn't that that bad a journey. Um, but that depends on the traffic because I have to drive potentially through a city. Right. So yeah, normally it's twenty minutes, but it, it can be different. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I think it was hard, but not. Not hard because of having a different routine, mm. hard because of knowing what you were leaving yeah. and just wanting to get back all the time and spend more time together. Um, yeah, what? it's just a shame that you don't, I mean, don't get more um, more time in the jobs that we're in. Well, exactly, yeah. So so did you, we, it sounds like a, an odd question, but were you surprised with how well you were able to cope with not only obviously the, the lack of sleep and things like that, but obviously if you were, you know, you, the, the advice they give you is obviously when your child sleeps, you have a sleep as well, but obviously you, you can't really do that when you're back to work. So did you feel like um, the transition, did you, did you manage quite well with the, with the lack of energy, the, the, the lack of sleep? Uh, or was that again something, another hurdle you had to get over? Um, for me personally, we were quite lucky. Um, our little girl did pretty much sleep through the night quite well. Um, 
to start off with. So that that was that made things definitely easier. Yeah. Um, I bet this this parent, I mean, my partner would. I bet this parents who are listening to us now think you smug <laughs> yeah. it. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. You know, our, yeah. So I mean, same with our kid. Really, she was a great sleeper. And you do feel like, like, I think if I had no sleep and a parent had gone, oh my God, our angel is such a good sleeper, I'd be like, I'm going to punch you in the face. I haven't slept for a month. I've forgotten what my own daughter's name is. Um, I, I can see sound. <laughs> it's like those sorts of things. So do you think yeah, people yeah. would be like, you absolute smuggin. Oh, yeah, I think, I think see, we're, we're going through a bit more sleep deprivation at the moment mm. because of teething yeah. than we went through when um, when she was initially born. Right. And and it was a big help that straight after that paternity leave, she was sleeping quite well through the night. Mm-hmm. The bee, she'd wake up for one feed during the night, but my partner would do that feed. Right. So I'd do the late the late feed. She'd then do the one in the middle of the night so that I could sleep a bit more. I, got you. I mean, you would get disturbed by them getting up a little bit, yeah. but at least you knew you could have a bit of a sleep afterwards. Yeah. Um, and yeah, it... it it worked quite well, I suppose, because we worked worked out that that's how we were going to do the feeding routine. Yeah. And when she was asleep, she was asleep. Right. She wasn't. She wasn't that fussy with things. So I, yeah, I know we were lucky. Mm. Um, and I'm sorry to anybody who's <laughs> yeah. not experiencing that. Yeah. But yeah, it it that's that's how it was. I mean, how how was it for you that sort of that change of routine going from your paternity? I know you were in lockdown, yeah. so it it was. It would have been very different for you, wouldn't yeah, it? Yeah. So, our, so my yeah. How, how did it work? Yeah. So my commute to work was from the bedroom to the 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 lounge, or, or living room. A bit um, quicker. Yeah. So yeah. so like so I I don't know. It, it's fairly obvious to, to, at this point to say that we're we're both teachers. So we um were um so I, as I said already that we were quite lucky with the way that our uh, the birth worked. So after the two week paternity, we were into the Christmas break anyway, and then we were teaching 100% online from that that first week in January so yeah it was it was it, it, we had again so a little bit easier i know lockdown wasn't very nice for, for being able to meet people but it just made the you know us looking after our daughter so much easier because i was home basically now we only had like a really small yeah. flat so it was difficult for me to i didn't have, have my own office space or anything like that so it's not like i could take me, myself away and i, I wouldn't have expected my wife to be in in the bedroom all day so we, we did have that sort of the ability for her to kind of walk around and she you know even um you know allowed for my daughter to sit on some of the zoom chats with some of the kids like obviously so it's a bit <laughs> yeah. easier because so i teach at college so they're, they're obviously a little bit older so they can they understand what's going on and they can be a bit more independent so our lessons were three hours in length and the way that we teach it is the first part of the lesson is a little bit of content and the rest of the session is essentially them completing their their coursework so whilst we're doing that so without without trying to drop you in it then yeah um would it did it mean that you could actually probably spend more time with your little girl and your wife during that time period even though you were still working yeah so if actually during the lesson i'd i'd still be on 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 the call i'd still have my headphones on i'd, I'd have my gaming headset on um i'd still be out have that but i i could you know just be like i'm just going to pop off you know just to you know just to check on my daughter and things like that but then uh, when i did have a lesson free so the, the 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 best part about what i do and the way i teach is that we're able to kind of do our marking sometimes whilst we're teaching 
so especially if the lessons are three hours in length i could do a lot of, there's a lot of marking don't get me wrong but we were able to do it within like that lesson which means that if i don't have a teaching session i was then free for three hours so then i could muck in have my own lunch and things like that look after my wife make sure she's fed and then get to play a little bit with with my daughter as well which is really really nice um and then this lasted for ages so I, I was speaking to some colleagues today and i couldn't re- really remember when it was when we went back into college for the like face to face i think it was march uh perhaps a little bit sooner but, but it was definitely sort of it, that one and a half possibly two months that we were on top of my maternity sorry my paternity so so yeah it was that kind of transition was kind of a little bit more like a little bit like your your, your daughter's feeding actually where like I'm, I'm kind of drip fed back into work it's like a phase return to work really um but yeah it definitely when um you know when we were back in i you know i know the commute was only sort of it was literally 10 12 minutes into 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 college but um yeah that, that kind of that first time you're going away is is really really difficult um it's a lot easier now she's uh so our daughter's three so she's actually in nursery so she's part of the routine as well we'll we'll drop her off she's getting a lot better at being dropped uh, uh, dropped off at, at, at the nursery but as you were mentioning it's really nice coming back and i think that actually goes up more when they're a little bit older so she can now she, she'll run into the living room to, to welcome me and like daddy's home which obviously you're not going to get as a, uh, from a one-year-old as much obviously recognize you back and can be quite happy but it is lovely having a almost taking you out like a rugby tackle and having that that, that kind of welcome back but but yeah that, that transition when you're going into work for the first time you you, you that, there's a little bit of sleep deprivation it's but you you've at the end of the day we, we have to still do our jobs and it's a it's a it's a it's a quality level as well so we have to kind of maintain that professionalism yeah something that we've we've talked about before as well is the length of a paternity leave Mm -hmm. and i mean how did you feel like because obviously you could be there for your partner and um it meant that if she did have any sort of thing that she had to pick up and move and stuff because they recommend a six-week recovery don't they roughly for a c-section and so you, you were around for that period of time whereas for me, I wasn't. Yeah. Um, we did have a few family members that came down to stay with us to help out yeah. just, just during that time, especially straight after I was back at work. Right. But, I mean, how did you find that? Did you find that your partner had had to call on you a lot or did you think, or, or not so much whilst you were working and things like that? Not re- not, not really. Um, I'm, sure, I'm sure it would have been, because it would have been sort of, a good four weeks after after the birth. By the time I was actually back in, in in teacher mode, really, even though it was just from my from our front room. So um, the, the, she was obviously a little bit further along the recovery, but there were still moments where she might not necessarily been able to get up or whatever. You so I yeah, I could just kind of I could I could just say say I'll be back in a minute, like and just turn my camera off or whatever, and then and go do a little bit just and then, and then come back. So yeah, I could I could definitely help out, um, and and I'm I'm, I'm sure that uh, my wife was kind of. I was gonna say grateful as if I'm doing a service, but it's my job. <laughs> um, but uh, but yeah, I'm, I'm sure it, it you know helped. You know, I'm sure it helped out everybody else. But just basically having an extra pair of hands around else, um, uh, even though I'm fairly useless with me left hand, as we mentioned before. But you know, I'm sure like just doing the basic things like, that you, your your wife would have gone through as well, just like being able to sit up properly or whatever, or being able to reach something if she's holding yeah. holding your daughter. So yeah, I think so. Um, I, I, I've said it already I think this is going to be more complicated because I do I've managed to get two weeks because I'm actually swapping jobs be- between now and when my uh, second one comes so um, we weren't 100% convinced I'd get the two weeks but they've been really really nice and given me the two week paternity so I'm 
like I'm there for about three or four weeks and I'm off for two weeks. So uh, yeah, here's my child. Yeah, that's all right. Isn't yeah, it? so so it's definitely going to be different. Um, I, I am still really, really close. My commute to work at the moment is 45 minutes, but with the, the the change in jobs it's it's i could i like i could literally walk in 10 15 minutes so that's going to be really useful i can i can just kind of um come back if there's any problems but but yeah i know this is going to be a hell of a lot hard and i know what you 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 and your wife went through i'm sure it's going to be pretty similar with us as well um so yeah it's all, it's all not daunting so much i know it's, it's just something that we have to go through really isn't it yeah i suppose it's, for you it'll just be a different um a different process this time around yeah so you you've had one experience that lots of other people will have had a similar experience, won't they, with having children during lockdown? Yeah, there's def- um, definitely when 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 she goes to school um, and they're about. I'm, I'm fully expecting a conversation when she's about fifteen, sixteen, and she's doing history, and they talk about the lockdown and things like that, and she starts like doing the maths, and then realizing that she's obviously a lockdown baby in the the main reason that she, she might have um, been produced in the first instance is because lockdown happened and we were sick of Joe Wicks. Um, yeah. So <laughs> don't tell you off. Um, so, so yeah, there's, there's, there's going to be a, a little bit of that. Yeah. And I suppose, well, I'm, I'm sure as we go, go forward with these podcasts, we might talk a little bit about um, lockdown babies in general, because that that's quite an interesting topic. Yeah. Um, as, as you've just mentioned that we're both teachers and I teach much younger children. Yeah. So, I, I've seen some of those lockdown babies come through school already, yeah. Um, and um, yeah, it's a, it's a it's some interesting differences with those children because of things like um, not experiencing seeing people's faces and reading expressions and things like that from a young age. Yeah. So um, I'm sure it's something we'll we'll come back to in in a future episode at some point. Well, it's funny you mentioned uh, that actually. So through. so <laughs> we've had a bit of a step back in progression today where. Um, we were talking about it before we were on the pod, actually, that she, she'd done a, uh, this is my daughter, she'd done a wee in the carpet. Um, like three of them, just odd. I don't know what, like, she hasn't done this for a long time. So she was obviously, like, she, she'd she wet herself and then we'd actually declothed her. We did, there was no point in kind of clothing her again because she was um, about to go in the, in the, in the bathroom and she did it twice more. Um, but then, obviously, she, you were saying about not being able to read facial cues. She just turned to me and went mummy's angry face is on i was like well why is that she went because i don't know wee wee on the carpet <laughs> i was like well yeah i've done that before and she's <laughs> i have uh you know it's another story <laughs> for another day but yeah it's, it's something she's not a big fan of if any of us around the house pees on the carpet um so yeah i i, I get where you're coming from even at, at, at college age we, we find that you know the the um the the two two years that they had uh, disrupted their education is definitely being felt now. We we were thinking that, that it might change a little bit because they're starting to have examinations again. But I think this is something that's going to continue for 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 a while. Yeah, this this kind of impact that lockdowns had it at some point over the the last sort of four or five years was it you know while it's happened. So yeah, it's definitely going to be something. And I think it's really it it is a really interesting conversation to have because we've I've got uh, two children that were lockdown children. I think in my family, and then I've got one who was just outside of it beforehand. So we we can not necessarily compare and contrast, but we can see those sort of differences between them. Yeah, I mean, I I see lockdown children daily because I work in infant school. So um, they're coming through infant schools at the moment. Um, and it, it is a, a topic that is written about a lot, um, but it, it's something that doesn't necessarily have a massive impact on all children. Mm. It's just some. Yeah. So it's it's not, it's, it's something that was strange for them, but they don't know it was strange. No. If you see what I mean, <laughs> because yeah, there's that phrase, the new norm, wasn't it? I think that was something that's 
uh, that was banded yeah. about, uh, which has since been forgotten about again. So we're back to the old norm, I suppose. Yeah, I, I liked the old norm. Yeah, I, I, yeah, yeah. I, don't, I don't like the old change. norm was good. So um, another thing that we were thinking about discussing is uh, we've we've mentioned it a little bit, uh, but how you can support your we've, we touched on it a little bit, but that that kind of helping your partners through the recovery period, especially for uh, mothers who have had that that C section. So what advice would you have to 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 fathers? around the, the the assistance of helping that that partner through that recovery period i mean for me my partner knew full well it was going to be a, a hard recovery and she was she was ready for that so she she knew it was going to take a while um and she'd researched it quite a bit as well i think so she she was ready mm. for um what what was coming um but at the same time i think it's it's hard to know when you're overdoing things. Mm. I think you can have good days and then feel feel really good about it, and then go right. I can I can do a bit more today, yeah. and and then push yourself a little bit more. And I think I think anybody that's had major surgery would would probably agree in the same way. Like um, a few years back, well, I say a few years back, it's probably about four years ago now. I had to have spinal surgery, right. and my recovery from that was quite gradual. And to start off with, I, I wasn't really walking very much. And I did have a few days where I felt like things were feeling a lot better. Mm-hmm. So I would try and walk a bit more or try and walk up a hill rather than on something flat. Yeah. Um, and sometimes I got that wrong and it puts you back a little bit. Yeah. So um, me and my partner, it was probably four weeks out after after the birth we went for a bit of a walk at a country park that's near to where we live. And um, we didn't walk far and we stuck on the paths and the paths weren't up and down. They were all quite flat. Um, and she was having a really good day and she just wanted to have a bit of a walk, get some fresh air, which was really nice. Yeah. Um, and we got back and she was like, I think I've pushed myself a little bit too much. Um, but it's really hard to judge that as well. So I think it's just supporting them when they need the support, essentially. Yeah. I think... I don't. I don't think there's many um, many women out there that would go through a C-section and then go right. I feel rubbish today. I'm going to get up and I'm I'm going to go for a run. Yeah. <laughs> um, but at, at the same time, it's that it's that thing of they they know how far to push themselves. But if 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 you have pushed yourself a little bit too far, just talk about it. Um, and then then obviously we can pick the slack up, can't we? Yeah. Was it we can. Uh, was it a, a fatigue thing that was with uh, with your wife, like uh, after the walk, or was it the, the, the still the scar tissue that was that was there? So what was it? That it was, was causing. The- it was more the scar tissue. Yeah, yeah. It was more. It was more the scar tissue than fatigue. I think. Um, I mean, she's not an unfit person. She can um, exercise quite well, and and she's she's fit and healthy. Right. So it it was that thing of, it was more the the recovery from the wound that was across her yeah. um, than, than anything else. Because when you're walking, you are using quite a lot of muscles in your stomach. Just standing up, you're using quite a lot of muscles in your stomach. Yeah. And it's that thing of if you've only done it around your house for quite a while and then you go for a bit of a longer walk, you're, you're keeping yourself upright more, you're twisting yeah. your torso a little bit more. So it, it does make a bit of a difference, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. Um, it's, I, I definitely yeah. like remember... Uh, Mama kind of having the same sort of issue. Just, just being, I just say, just being able to sit up, especially like when you, 
um, like with, with with the child as well, trying to get into those comfortable positions. But you know, you have to kind of help because it's yeah. not just the, the 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 pain, but obviously there's no muscle strength there because it's all been kind of cut to pieces. So it, it took a lot a long time, and and even now, so three years, um, it's three years since our daughter was born, and there's numbness. I don't I don't know if, if your wife has the same, but there's num- numbness around the scar, and that that could be you know permanent or it obviously could take a long time for that to get back together again um and then obviously we're, we're doing the same process for for baby number two because we've got a it's like a ziplock bag um just unzip it and you go through again <laughs> nice <laughs> yeah. so yeah. so yeah it's 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 uh, again we, we've, we've said this a lot a lot that you know that that what um any kind of birth process that the the the, the mother goes through is you know horrendous but i think the the c-section that's it's, it's such a such a, a long kind of process and obviously they've still got the child to look after as well um I, i'm not sure like obviously i've not had any major surgery but i'm sure um ha, you know having your spinal surgery and then having a child to look at the same time after at the same time would have been <laughs> fairly difficult if you can't get up to be able to then yeah, feed yeah. and things like that it, and it's about the way that you carry a weight around as well. Mm. Um, because obviously, I mean, the, the other side of it is like that they're, they're not only recovering from a major surgery, your body is changing again yeah. because it's going from having a child inside to not having a child inside. Right. And, and that's quite a major change as well. So it, it's, there's a lot going on there. It's, it's not just the fact that you've had major surgery. Mm. I say just the fact. Obviously, major surgery is a big thing. Yeah. Um. It. It. There's a lot happening all at the same time, and and simple things that were easy to do before, are things that are not as easy to do now. No. Things like going to make a brew, but the kettle's full. That that puts a uh, quite a lot of pressure on your stomach when you're trying to lift a weight like that. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So yeah, I think it's just being being very aware and listening to the advice that they give you about recovery when you're leaving the hospital. Yeah. Um, some some hospitals send um, physios around to chat to you about it as well. Yeah. Um, which is really good. Um, but there's also a lot of information online. There's a lot of people on YouTube that are posting videos about um, the best ways to recover, and a bit further down the line as well, um, things like. Um, massage as well right uh, massage in the scar and uh, the scar tissue and things like that to soften it up and make it supple again but obviously you can't do that too early because the the muscle needs to knit back together yeah. and and everything needs to be okay before you start doing something like that mm-hmm. um i know that when the health visitors came around they were checking uh checking my partner's um scar each time to make sure it looked okay yeah um, and obviously when we were in the hospital, in that recovery period in the hospital, there was a lot of um, checkups to make sure that that was all okay. Yeah. Um, and, and just make sh- making sure that it was healing up nicely, really. So did your wife have um, any sort of, uh, like, you mentioned like the physio pop round, did she have any, anything or, or was she just given a load of exercises to do sort of, sort of to strengthen everything? Um, I think, well, if what I remember right, the physio pop round to us when we were in hospital um and they gave they had a bit of a chat, but they gave you like a sheet of paper with some recommended exercises on, mm. but said don't do them too early. Right. Wait until you're you're ready. Sort of. Well, I say recovered. Recovered's not really the right word, is it? Re- yeah, ready is probably the better way of putting it. Um, and yeah, there was a piece of paper with some exercises on that you could do. Um, but at the same time, if that was me having a piece of paper with exercises on, isn't very helpful. Even if someone's described how to do them to me, yeah. 
especially just after you've been chopped open and a, a baby's been pulled out. <laughs> so, um, I mean, my recommendation um, would be to for for people that want to investigate how to sort of recover a bit quicker and things is YouTube videos of people showing you what to do. Yeah. Because then you can see the movements. They can talk more about correct posture and things like that because that's obviously going to be very important. Um, and you don't really want to injure yourself straight after you've no. you've had a baby. So I could do with doing that. Yeah. If, if my wife goes through the same process and watches her, I could do some of those YouTube videos as well because my back's all over the place. But I can't, this isn't a place for me to moan because, <laughs> you know, um, <laughs> other than having a bit too much to eat, um, you know, I think my insides are, are, are fairly regular. So to speak. Nice. Yeah. Everybody wanting to hear that you are fairly regular. <laughs> yeah. Love it. Like a Kennedy funeral. <laughs> so that is, so we've we've discussed the, the kind of the um the 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 transition back from uh, the paternity back to your full full working uh, life, and we've also had a chat about the um, the way that you can support your your partner through that uh, that period. Um, so when we were talking in the trailer, we were, we we made a, a bit of a, a point to try and have a discussion about um, women that we think our um, daughters might be inspired by. You know, trying to to show that the you know the, the strong women that are in the world, you know, that have you know achieve amazing things. Um, and, and we've been, you know, at this point, we wanted to try and get the podcast in the in, uh, flowing and, and getting the right kind of structure to. But I think this is something that we can we can start on um, uh, from today. So um, do you have anyone in particular that uh, you think that would be a great inspiration to, to your daughter and someone that they, they could look up to? Well, I know, I know we've talked about this and um, it's something we've been chatting about. We've we've banded a few names around, haven't we? Yeah. Of, um people that might be a bit famous that. Uh, that are doing amazing things and stuff. But we we kind of settled on the idea that we'd talk about our partners as inspiration for our, our little girls. Yeah. Um, because, to be fair, they need somebody to look up to. And if you look at the connection between um, any child and their mother, it's always amazing, isn't it? Yeah. It's, it's one of those bonds that... Um, loads of people are jealous of. Yeah. Um, it, it's, it's something that's... It just naturally grows really well. Um, and I know my partner has been, been through a, a lot to get pregnant and get, get to the point where we had our little girl. Um, and it's, it's been hard for her to, to get to that point and carry a baby. And it's just not easy, is it? It's, it's, you see them struggling every day, which is hard for you to do as well. And you try to do as much as you can to help. But I mean, as far as inspiration goes, um, she was in hospital quite a lot during the pregnancy and she just kept going and going and going and she got to the end point and we got our little girl and then there's the recovery and then there's everything that comes after that. So it's, it's just such a challenge. Yeah. Um, and I think anybody that's been through that should be looked up to really. Well, definitely. Um, so yeah, it, yeah, it's, it's a big thing. So, I mean, for for me, I know I, I'd like our little girl as as her number one sort of person to look up to to be her mum. Yeah. Um. With without doubt, I mean, what what did you want to say about yeah, yeah I, I, about I, I, your your inspirational partner? Yeah, I echo I echo those exactly the same. It's actually our wedding anniversary on on Monday. It's four years already. Um, oh, happy anniversary! Yeah, thank you very much. Uh, it's following the like, day we go back to work, which is always fun. So we might celebrate it this weekend. But um, but yeah, hundred percent. Like um, 
it's not just the, the physical changes, the mental changes as well. And it's, and it is, uh, you know, I think because this time around, obviously my wife's in work full time. So she wasn't working at the time uh, we had our first daughter. So she's full, you know, working full, full time hours. Um, again, she's a, she works as a teacher as well. So it's, it's long hours and it's hard and it's, you can't, you know, with, with me a little bit, you know, it's a little, I, I, <laughs> she's going to laugh now, but college uh, teaching is probably a little bit easier than, than than primary because you're constantly having to get up. You can't just kind of sit and and, and rest. You have to be everywhere. And the, the classroom's so big as well in relation to the number of students that are in that classroom. So she's always working really, really hard. There may be um, complicated situations with, with, with some of the students that are in there. And, and she just does it like she, she's almost doing it um and i'm putting herself kind of second so she, not even that a third obviously the, uh, the the unborn uh the child comes first then her students and then and then it's her so she's always putting herself uh after everybody else she's you know uh, it's exhausting it's you know mentally tiring because uh, obviously the um her um um uh, immune systems kind of getting um battered at the moment she's she's constantly ill as well so she's fighting off bugs and viruses which supposedly is supposed to be a good thing i suppose obviously not saying that to her when she's when she's really really poorly turning around and going it's a good thing you know it's good it means that the your your, your white blood cells are doing the thing and if if you didn't have those then the viruses would attack the the, the baby i think is what because that's the the the, 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 yeah. the cells find that strain that's in there so it is it's really quite common isn't it as well yeah when when people are pregnant for that to happen so still yeah. still being able to do that whilst also looking after a three three-year-old and a 38 year old child it's it's unbelievable she's definitely the, <laughs> the, the strongest person i know um you know my own mother as well is in that as well she's amazing um but yeah my, my wife's like the strongest person i know she just gets on with it um she 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 doesn't want to put anybody out like or or, or feel like she's causing a fuss i'm like you should be causing a fuss that's what everybody else is there for you're going through a huge thing and you're doing an amazing job so yeah i can't i can't be more proud of it to be honest with her. i think she's amazing oh yeah i mean it yeah oh, oh yeah. how nice but no it's true though isn't it i mean you're with this person that gives up a lot to be able to have a baby as well yeah that's exactly it, that's it's exactly not just the right a case of yeah it's the, the, the sacrifice yeah. you have it's to go not, through it's not easy no yeah it's, it's just not easy at all um but they just power through mm. and it's that that ability to no matter what's thrown at you just power through mm. and and have that end goal in sight um and it might be hard and it might be um at times upsetting and mentally very draining. Yeah. But yeah, you just see them every day getting through something that's a challenge. Mm. Um, yeah. Those daily challenges are, yeah, so, yeah. are always yeah, so this goes, hard work, aren't they? So it goes out to obviously our partners, but also all the mothers that are out there. So an absolute inspiration. So um, I think that's about it for episode four. I think episode three is quite a long one. So we, we've kept it to around 45 minutes. Um, so we've discussed all those kind of uh, the, the key points in relation to um, what it was like going from being the full time kind of parent at home to then having to combine your, your professional life with your personal home life as well and, and how those changes went through. And I think the most important thing as well, Dean, is how you able to keep yourself sane and keep yourself kind of as level headed as possible. Yeah. Yeah, and that working as a team, isn't it? Yeah, hundred percent, isn't it? It's a constant, constant bit of teamwork yeah. to just keep keep powering through and supporting your partner and uh, doing what you need to do to 
give your little person everything they need. Yeah. Um, yeah. And uh, we've also been able to get around to those inspiring people that we've, um, you know, we, we felt our daughters can look up to. And, you know, when we've decided that both our respective partners are, are, are someone that, you know, they should be looking to get up for. You know, if I've got a bit odd this, but if I have a daughter that grows up to be like my, my wife, then I, I think we're, we're doing something really, really well. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I think um, anybody should want um, want them, the, their mother to be an inspiration to them. Yeah. I think that's that's just a, a big thing absolutely um yeah so i think we can uh i think it's about signing off now dean do you want to do you want to sign us off this week i can i can do some signing off cool uh, i hope i hope you've all had a, a lovely time listening to us don't forget to uh, check out our socials um head over to our instagram which is in the doll's house pod um and and check it out uh we'll be posting on there regularly uh keep listening join us next week um grab your brew and uh, get ready for it where we'll see you next time in the doll's house.